And welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, co-host Woody. Woody, how you doing? Woof. And with that one wolf, Woody says, please visit our website, pblpodcast.com, where you have access to all of our social media links, because we are on all of them. Uh, but we mainly participate in... TikTok and Twitter. You can catch us a lot on Twitter. If you want to interact with me on Twitter, I am on Twitter quite a bit. So please, please do sign on. That my handle there is the PBL Podcast. And if you are averse to being on TikTok because of those evil communist Chinese are going to spy on everything you're doing, there is hope because there's been an announcement that Oracle is kind of taking over some of the operations, not necessarily buying them yet. So I'll get into that a little bit on the show today. But first off, I had to take a couple of days off because I got a nasty stomach virus. It just knocked me on my backside. And that's going to be kind of the main theme of today's show. Not the virus, not what I did while I was sick, but what happened, what, what, what I was viewing while I was sick. So I'm laid out. I mean, just laid out for the last couple of days. And here, here y'all... Uh, what I discovered was just simply amazing. So I, I, I just to kill time, I did something I have not done in a while or I really don't do that much is I actually browsed TikTok. I just browsed it, just swiped and swiped and swiped. If you've ever done it, you know, swipe and swipe and swipe. And I, and I went into the belly of the beast of the leftist mindset and oh my God. Goodness! Now I encountered and interacted with some pretty cool people. One individual we had planned to meet uh, to discuss BLM racial matters here in America, and I'm really looking forward to that conversation. But unfortunately, I couldn't make it because of this virus I got. So we're going to reschedule it. But man, I mean, some of the people, and uh, I, I just don't even know where to begin. So this is going to be a little scatter shot uh, because. I, it, I just don't know how. I don't know how people think like this. So let's get into, first off, I, I put out a podcast a few days ago about the black vote, how it came from voting solidly Republican uh, from emancipation to, you know, when they switched to uh, the Democrats in the 1930s. And then also in the podcast, I talk about the switch, the alleged switch. And somehow that is a, a topic du jour right now. So I want to get into that. Also, all just the absolute lies and mistruth uh, targeted towards Trump, which you all know. I want to get into that. And then what people want to ignore about Biden. So I want to get into that. So let's first get into race. Let's get into the black vote. Now, I put this in my podcast a few days ago, and, you know, as I was doing research for all of this, you know, I got a little into the weeds on it to find out more and more and more, because a common misconception is that the black vote switched from Republican to Democrat in the 1960s in around the 1964 uh, Civil Rights Act. Just not true. I mean, it's just blatantly not true. It, the, the data, it, it's right there when the uh, black community started voting for Democrats instead of Republicans because from the 1860 election when uh, President Lincoln won the election, the he was the first Republican president to win an election and the Republican Party was fairly new at that point and they were founded on an anti-slavery movement. 
you guys know this. You've listened to that podcast. So I'm on TikTok and I'm going back and forth with all these leftists about that. And if you remember one thing I told you too about the party switch is asking them when what decade did it switch? I want to get into that a little bit. But so anyway, I'm asking about this. Um, sorry, I had to mute for a cough there. I'm out, you know, I start engaging people and I, I, I'm, I'm engaging on history, right? I'm not, I'm not sitting here making up facts. I'm pulling facts straight from history. And there were so many people leftists that believe, I mean, hardcore believe that the black community switched from voting Republican to voting Democrat from the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And when I challenged them on that, and when I challenged them and showed them the empirical data that had actually switched in the 1930s, because right out of the Depression, blacks were hit economically very, very, very hard. Not a surprise. Very hard. <clears throat> and the Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal was very attractive. In fact, this is obviously how Franklin Delano Roosevelt was able to win election four times in a row because he hit people with their pocketbooks. People vote economics. They don't vote any other reason but economics. So here they are struggling and Franklin Delano Roosevelt reaches out offers a hand of government and they take it and that sways a vote. That's how it happens in the history of mankind. It's not just one community versus another. And you wouldn't believe the pushback I got on that. I mean, basically telling me you don't know your history. I'm like, well, how do I not know my history? Well, you just don't know. Well, but here, here's, here's the relative data that shows you this is when the party, this is when blacks started voting Democrat. No. Well, okay. <clears throat> so if that's not in what, what does it matter? You're wrong. You're a racist. Wait a minute. I'm a racist. Oh my gosh. I was called a racist throughout this entire last couple of days. I don't know how many times I was told I was a racist, but I was a racist. So you got that part. You got that part. They just absolutely would not believe when blacks stopped voting for Republicans and started voting for Democrats because they wanted somehow believe it happened in the sixties. I get, I guess I get why. I mean, there, there is the myth of the party switch now. So let's get into that. So the party switch, there's this myth that the parties switched. Now, if you don't know what that means, and I'm, I'm sure everybody listening to this does know what that means, is that the uh, uh, the racist Democrats in the South, once they lost civil rights, once the civil 1964 Civil Rights Act came through and the 1965 Civil Rights Act, that the racist Democrats switched parties because they were upset because of the Civil Rights Act. And no matter how much, no matter how much data I presented, they would not believe it. They being these hardcore leftists that I was engaged with on TikTok over these last couple of days while I was out sick. I mean, it was just amazing. So I asked the question that I recommend everybody ask. Ask them if somebody says when the party switched, Ask them, okay, the party switch. What decade? Don't you don't have to ask for a year. Just what decade did the party switch? I had one person said it switched from like 1870 to 1930. And I'm like, oh my God. Did that person just say that? So, okay. So that person just said that. So when I presented data, 
that that's not true because in the 1860 election is when you know Abraham or Lincoln Abraham Lincoln was elected and that resulted in the Emancipation Proclamation and freed the slaves no 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 that was now I was a racist for that too uh, they just would not believe that it, it ha that the the party switch didn't happen or that there was a party switch that happened in the 1960s. So let me give you this information because it seems like this is big right now. It's This was blowing up all over the place. You may have been seeing this recently pop up, the party switch. So what the left is trying to do right now is they're trying to align President Trump as a racist. They want Trump to be viewed and tarred as a racist in the absolute worst way because they are losing this election. So in order to do that, they have to take away the talking point or the narrative or the historical data that the Democrat Party is the party of slavery, is the party of Jim Crow, Jim Crow being the 1960s. So they got to switch that up, and, and they've been doing this for decades, but it's at a feverant pitch right now. So what they are doing is they're going back to this myth that the party switched in the 60s, meaning exactly what I just said is that those racist Democrats became racist Republicans, except it didn't happen. Dinesh D'Souza did a video on it, Hillary's America. I think he did this in 2016, and he touches on it a little bit. I think I mentioned that on a previous podcast as well. And it's a decent documentary. It's not um, uh, complete. There's some missing parts in there, but it's it kind of paints a pretty good picture of how this happened. And it said that of the 1,600 or so Democrats from the 1960s of the alleged switch, it was 1% actually moved from the party. But here's the little more deeper. So here's what happened. So, yeah, the racist Democrats were upset. They were absolutely upset that they lost the Civil Rights Act. In fact, Al Gore Jr.'s or Al Gore's father, Al Gore Jr.'s father, the Al Gore who was a VP of the United States with Bill Clinton, filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act, as well as Strom Thurmond and other politicians, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. They filibustered it. In fact, the act would not have passed if it weren't for Republicans overwhelmingly voting for it. If the Republicans didn't get on board with it, the 1964 Civil Rights Act would have never passed. But of course, those were the good Republicans. Now they're trying to paint those Republicans as progressive. So now the Republicans of the 1800s, the late 1800s now are progressives. They're no longer Republicans. They're progressives. And then the party switched in the 60s. They no longer were progressives. Now they're racist. Now, what really happened in 1964 is, yes, those, those racist Democrats were pissed off. So they switched to another party, not the Republican Party. They became Dixiecrats. Now, another thing, too, let me back up a little bit. What they'll tell you, this left, because I saw this all these last two days, is that because it's a presidential election, because Republicans won the South in a couple of the races, then that may, that's the party switch. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the party. That's, that's the people voting for the president of the United States. And a couple of those elections, like Reagan uh, and Nixon, were landslide elections. So uh, where's the party switch? And then somebody was saying, well, you're, it, 
there's there's a national party, there's a local party that go understand that, but we're talking about the South. If there's still Democrats, when did they switch? No one could ever answer it. In fact, most of them never even knew about the Dixiecrats. Because what happened is those racist Democrats did change parties and became what are called what we're called Dixiecrats. And they, I, I think, I forget it. I'm drawing a blank of who they put up. I think it was Strom Thurmond, but they put up a candidate and they failed miserably, but they won some Southern states. So the left is trying to conflate that as the switch. But here's the fact of the matter is the Democrats held control of the South. Now, when we talk about the switch, we're talking about the South. The Democrats held control of the South in the 1960s. <clears throat> uh, George Wallace was a Democrat. He, he was a racist governor from Alabama where the uh, President Eisenhower had to send in troops to force segregation because they were anti-segregation. He, he was Democrat then and he died a Democrat. Bull Connor, the famous water hose sheriff, was a Democrat. So these are all the Democrats in the South. The Democrats are the ones that enacted Jim Crow laws. So when the 1964 Civil Rights Act happened, the Democrats, the racist Democrats, were upset. They switched to the Dixiecrats. Didn't work out. They didn't switch to Republicans after that. Remember, 1% of all the 1,600 Democrats in the South switched to Republican. And I'm getting this from Dinesh D'Souza's documentary. So those Dixie cracks failed out. But here's the thing from the 1960s up until the mid 1994s. And, and it was even prior to the 1960s. Democrats held the South. They held the South up until the mid 90s. It wasn't until the 90s, the mid 90s, where the South finally, finally started turning Republican. There was no switch. Now, you'll also hear and this was this was fascinating. This was just absolutely fascinating to enter this abyss of just leftist dogma and closed mindedness is you'll start hearing them saying, I read it and my history books can't be wrong. Literally, somebody said that to me. I got in the history books. I'm like, what history books? My history books. What history books? My history books. That's it. That's all you got. You got nothing else. And what did you read in the history books? That there was a switch. Tell me about the switch. That there was a switch. That's it. That's all you got. I had one person even go, history books from when I was in sixth grade to twelfth grade. So this person was trying to tell me that in their history books from sixth grade to twelfth grade, every one of those history books talked about the switch as in the democrats became republicans the racist democrats then became racist republicans unfreaking believable i mean literally there was no no change in their mind whatsoever so at this point in time i decided just to have fun and start mocking them because it was it was to the point of how do you get through somebody like that think about that mindset no intellectual curiosity whatsoever. All it's it's their thought process or you're racist. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address to make sure that you vote and vote informed.
by the way, I was, yes, called a racist several times throughout these last two days. And I mean, it was just amazing. So you couldn't get them past the switch. They just would not budge. I could give as many detailed data and links and all of that stuff, but it simply did not matter. Until one person finally said, came up with, it wasn't so much as a switch as it was, oh, I forget what she said to it. It was an alignment. Okay, what do you mean by that? And then she went into the dick's crisis. Okay, you got that part right. That's good. At least this person was able to see through it. And she was pretty spot on in her data. She never let on that she was a leftist or anything like that, but she did enter into the fray and was talking about uh, how the Dixiecrats came in and the Dixie, the, the, the racist Democrats became racist Dixiecrats and then back to racist Democrats. So, I mean, it was simply amazing. And then you had some, this was I mean, once once you started penetrating a little bit of those thick skulls and you they started seeing this empirical data and they're like, oh, my God, I can't I can't. I can't, I can't, uh, um, combat that. I can't, well, I can't come back on that one and prove that one wrong. So now they're saying, now they went into saying it was an ideological shift, split switch, meaning that it wasn't the politicians. It was the people. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So now you're telling me that the parties didn't switch but the people switched how they were thinking about the parties that they vote for yes because the people were racist but then they voted for democrats i'm like people 30 years 30 years from the civil rights act the 1964 civil rights act it took 30 years for the south to turn solidly red it, it was tiring and it was like oh my god Gosh, it was um, I mean, just unbelievable. Now let's fast forward to Trump and Biden. Okay, so Biden, right? Uh, Biden had a disastrous CNN uh, town hall, by the way, just disastrous. Uh, I mean, I don't know how this man is going to make it in the debate with Trump, which is coming up. It's December 29th. It looks like it may happen. So now, now we fast forward. Uh, if you're, there's one person who put this cute little meme. If you're voting for Trump, you're racist, snap, snap. I mean, so if you're voting for Trump, this is how they view you. If you are voting for Trump, they view you as a racist, no matter what, no matter what. And I went round and round with several people on this one. Okay. How, Am I a racist if I vote for Trump? How does that show that I inherently believe genetically that one race is superior over another? Doesn't matter. You're a because Trump's a racist. Well, how is he a racist? Well, because 1972 he was sued for uh, uh, discrimination practices and renting uh, his places. Okay, now if you don't know anything about this, the, he was his father actually was sued, and he was named in this lawsuit where his, the Trump organization at the time it was ran by his father didn't rent to certain low economic social economic types, and blacks fell into that. It wasn't a racial thing. It was a money thing. It wasn't about race, and there's nowhere that they can prove it was race, but they will try. And they'll try, you know, the Trumps did. I, I think they messed up by putting a little too much on some applications, and it did look like maybe it was racial, but that's it. That's all they got. And then they keep saying, all the racist stuff Trump does. And I'm like, okay, tell me how he could date a black woman for a couple of years. And she comes out and says he's not racist. No, he, 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 that was all for show. All for show. 
What's racist? How am I racist? Well, because you support Trump. So how am I racist? I tell you what, you know, is it race? Is how is how is it racist? Well, because you're gonna like this one because the KKK endorsed him. I go, oh gosh, the KKK endorsed him. By the way, the KKK did not endorse Trump. <clears throat> um, the uh, what's that guy out of Louisiana? I forget the guy's name. That one guy that keeps popping his head up that was a Democrat for many, many years, ran as a Democrat. Uh, he, I think he was even a governor, the governor of Louisiana at one time, but I'm just totally drawing a blank on his, his name because he doesn't matter. He's come out and he was part of the KKK and endorsed Trump and the Trump campaign immediately condemned it. And then, so that's, that's what they're saying. They're saying, okay, because Trump is endorsed by the KKK, he's a racist. Great. I say, okay. So- then because Joe Biden is endorsed by Richard Spencer, he's a white nationalist. They're like, wait, what? Well, wait, you didn't hear Richard Spencer uh, endorsed Biden. He's the white nationalist, by the way, at the 2017 Charlotte um, uh, thing where they came out with the tiki torturers. He was the guy leading that. He has endorsed Joe Biden for president. Emphatically, he's endorsed Joe Biden for president. So when I said that to them, they're like, well, that's different because uh, the Biden campaign has denounced him. I go, so the Trump campaign's denounced David Duke. That's the guy, David Duke. Trump's a racist because of other things he said. What other things did he say? Nothing. You cannot penetrate their head whatsoever. So don't even try. Don't. I don't recommend even trying. They are lost. I could not believe how many are just simply lost. So then I started just having fun and mocking him. I go, well, I, I mean... I got to tell you, if Trump came out and said that uh, I don't want my children growing up in a jungle, a racist jungle, I don't know if I could vote for him. And, and I don't know if you know this, but Biden said that. That's a Biden quote. And then I go, geez, it's not like Trump came out and said, if you ain't black, if you, if you don't vote for me, if you ain't vote for me, you ain't black. Silence, crickets chirping. So you, got, you cannot penetrate that leftist head. That's that far gone. I mean, they are so far gone. It is just absolutely unbelievable. I had one that was basically um, saying that, uh, oh, <clears throat> you, 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 you've heard this one, so you've got to have this, this, this in your arsenal of, of uh, information is, you know, the whole, there are good people on both sides uh, speech or um, meme that Trump did that everybody's saying that shows he's racist because he said there are good people on both sides and one side's racist. But what they leave out is that on both, when Trump said was he denounced, before he said that, he denounced the, the white nationalists, the neo-Nazis, the racists. He actually said, I mean, in the same speech, and he said he denounced the white nationalists, the racists, and the neo-Nazis, but they don't want to hear that. But when he actually, I can send them the link. And I had one person send me a link to just the part they wanted, that they believe, which is there are good people on both sides from Vox. Now, if you're not familiar with Vox, Vox is about as far left as far left could be. It's an online rag that is I mean, it is so far left that they recently came out with a, a podcast where they're talking about how if you like Beethoven, you that's white supremacy. 
that's that's how far left Vox is. So uh, they're like, well, what's your source? What source can you prove what you're saying? I go, I don't know. This one's kind of biased. How about ABC? In fact, Joe Biden in his CNN town hall mentioned that same stupid meme of Trump saying there are good people on both sides, using it as a racist hammer against Trump. And ABC fact checked him as false. And I put that to him. And you know what? They came back with me. You're not going to believe this. Where's that on the bias scale? I go, bias scale? Yes, Vox is not high on the bias scale. I go, what? I go, you need someone to give you a bias, a media bias scale for you to be able to make an assumption or a judgment? So because they've got some lunatic left-wing bias scale, which I never saw the bias scale, by the way. I never even heard of the bias scale. Is So Vox is not rated high. So I'm like, well, what, ABC? Crickets chirping again. Oh my gosh, the depth of, I get, what do they call it, cognitive dissonance? Oh, I was called that too. I was said I have that too. I mean, it is simply amazing. I mean, I, I mean, I was, after a while, I was like, gosh, do I want to really continue on this platform because it just was draining. But there, I'm going to because I think they need it. I think they need to have it. Their faces shoved in it and their their hypocrisy highlighted, not because they're going to change. They are not going to change. You cannot change somebody that far gone. What you can do is hopefully the people watching it and reading it will see the light. I had several exchanges about Antifa. Oh, that was amazing too. So Antifa is anti-fascist, what it stands for. So people were saying to me, it's anti-fascist. It's right there in the name. Okay, what does that mean? What, what does it mean? And and I had one person actually turned into a pretty good conversation where I was saying, okay, Antifa, the, the, the roots of Antifa are in about a hundred years ago, the communists hated the fascists. The fascists hated the communists. So the communists were the Antifa of that day and actually called themselves Antifa because they were against Mussolini's fascism and Hitler's fascism. So it was the communists who were anti-fascists. So that's where Antifa came up. So if you're Antifa, then logically speaking, you're a communist. Oh boy, when you bring that point up, that really changes things. So I was had an exchange with one person. I go, let me ask you this. If if they're anti-fascist and they're fighting fascism, why are they doing it only in leftist cities? Are are they fascist, these cities? They're not they're doing it. They're doing it in uh rural Republican cities too. I go, okay, can you point out to me where they are? And then I got this text or this uh, post, whatever you call them, there. There I showed you. I go, was there supposed to be a link to that? And the person finally came back and says, okay, I was wrong. I can't find anywhere Antifa has protested in any Republican cities. I go, well, then answer me this. If they're anti-fascist and they're protesting and rioting in these leftist cities, are the, is the left the fascist? I mean, are, is that where the fascists are? Couldn't answer me crickets chirping again and and basically and then when i said if you're for antifa most likely you're for communism because it were the communists who were the antifa of the day that's where it came from and they're like well does that mean the united states and all of europe were were communists too during world war ii i go no because they were fighting for a different cause the communist ones were the ones who took a hold the antifa moniker because the communists wanted to banish the fascism fascists 
because fascists just didn't go far enough for communists. Oh my God. It was tiring. Mentally, it was tiring, but entertainment wise, I had a whole hell of a lot of fun going back and forth. But unfortunately, what I had discovered is there's just no hope for some people. You know, I'm not always right here. I'll be the first to tell you. There's a lot of things I get wrong. There's a lot of little detail I get wrong, but I believe the overall concept of what I laid out is pretty accurate. I go back into history and I look at it and I make a judgment based on history. I am not one of those who want to forget my history and then am doomed to repeat it. I am more concerned with finding the facts and the, the, the cause and effect of everything. And when you go back and you look at history, it's pretty easy to see. Antifa is an abhorrent organization. By the way, they say Antifa is not a can't. It's not a uh, uh, a structured organization. It doesn't exist as an organization. It's a movement. And I'm like, right. That's why there's pamphlets made and there's books made. Yeah, like it doesn't have leaders. I mean, that's what they want you to think. They also want you to think about that about BLM. Got into it with a lot of people on BLM as well. Uh, so uh, it, I guess the point of this is, is how do you deal with these people? First of all. There's no conversion, none whatsoever. You know, if you go read Sololinsky's uh, book, Rules for Radicals, one of the rules is to mock them. Mo uh, mockery is, I forget how he puts it because I'm not really one of those Sololinskyites, but mockery is the uh, way to really get under people's skin. So that's what I did. Use their tactics against them is another one. Make them live up to their standards is another one. So I did that. I practiced rules for radicals on my sickbed while debating and playing with all of these Antifa leftist TikTokers. And I got to tell you, it was it was fun, but it was also kind of sad and disheartening that people can actually think zero think like this. Zero, zero intellectual curiosity, zero intellectual curiosity. I want to come back. I'll talk a little bit about the BLM piece and then um, this polling site that I stumbled upon while browsing TikTok that I found was pretty interesting that uh, I want to go over with you guys. And Woody says, in the meantime, check out our website, pblpodcast.com and subscribe to all of our social media links, especially our YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So Woody says, woof, see you after the break.